This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. By now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you, and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. Thanks for listening to the Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate, create, communicate. This is for the fans. The vibe. A little bit of a swipe, I suppose. Um, is he implying then that there was a lot of difficulties, you know, behind the scenes a year ago, and obviously not as many this time? But uh, no, I don't. I don't exactly get where he's coming from, to be quite honest. I suppose if you look at um, Stendhal leaving, was on the back of you know a, a bad run of results, culminating in the defeat was it five one away at Preston? Yep. It's probably slightly different this time round because. Um, whilst maybe the, well, the results definitely haven't been there, um, we've scored one goal, which was a penalty, and we've had a draw, so we've got a point. Um, it's because he's gone to another club. Do you think that's his way of saying? Because he also said in the press conference that if the current squad stays as it is, there is enough quality. And um, is that like a little bit of a backhander to the board of saying, for me, you don't need to buy anybody because I can work with this squad? Um. Not wishing to go over old ground, but I think I said last week, I mean, he's been now with the club since Stendhal. He's been in the background. Uh, he had a little run uh, as manager, caretaker manager. Um, is he part of the solution or is he part of the problem? Um, he said, I, I believe I've seen somewhere in one of his uh, one of his comments that uh, it, you know he'll play a striker in a striker's role and he'll play a midfielder in a mid- which is all well and good, but you know 
if he's talking in the same breath about Callum Styles and he can play left wing back, well, I would have thought Callum Styles' best position is middle at park. Yeah. So I don't know. He seems to have contradicted himself in a couple of statements that he's come out with. Yeah. Um, we've had the signing of Callum Britton. He's, we know he's, he's now a Barnsley player. Uh, he spoke to the press the first time today. He's been given the number seven as a fullback. That's a little odd, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, again, it makes you wonder well, where is he expecting him to play? Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, like you said, he's, he's a fullback. I don't know if he's an attacking fullback. Um, but giving him number seven, again, well, it's only a number, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. But um, besides Callum Britton and the agents and lad who's, who's gone out alone because he's not yet ready for um, for championship football, we're still looking to fill quite a few positions all over the pitch. Let's be honest, we're desperate, aren't we? Yeah. We're yeah. desperate for players. Um, I don't understand um, the defender situation when we let Jesper Moon go out on loan. Yeah. I don't understand the midfield situation when we've just let Matty Wolf go to Notts County. Uh, all right, he came on uh, one at last games last season and had an absolute stormer. Yeah, against Forest, and wasn't he? Yeah, and I mean, you can't just go on one on one game but that lad again looks as though he's got talent mm. and if we're following the business plan he's not the idea to develop these players to our mentality and our way of playing yeah. and then sell them you know if you want to be brutally honest that's the thing I get that young players need to go out on loan and get game time but if we do lose players by tomorrow you know we, these players are going to have to step up to play it it's it's really strange, isn't it, that they, they sign another lad that apparently is playing or signed for the, the, the under-23s as well. Do you think... Rumour came out today that another bid's been made for the Sheffield... Uh, sorry, sorry, Doncaster, for, Ben Whiteman. Yeah, for Ben Whiteman. That's been knocked back. We're talking about seven figures now. Um, I suppose, in, in all honesty, the board probably can't win either way because there is a group of people saying that's a full week or two weeks we'll be chasing a player we're never going to get him you know I don't think this will be the only player is it so they obviously are trying to bring people in but if you get knocked back after you know I'm I'm, 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 I'm in the market for a second hand car um, I've been <laughs> to a couple and I've tried to haggle and it didn't work so I've walked off I'm not going to go back and say what about this because it's over isn't it are they maybe concert, are, are they going after a lost cause? Is that never going to happen? If it was to happen, would you be happy? Is he what is is he the answer? Um, again, I don't know a great deal about Ben Whiteman. Struber obviously didn't like him because he didn't want to sign him when Struber were you? Sure, yeah. Struber's gone. Board want to sign him. He must be on their spreadsheet. He must tick all the boxes for what they want. That's why they're throwing so much money at him. Um, does it, it cries out a bit of desperation doesn't it going back and back and back uh, I mean Donny are doing quite well we are not are they trying that hard just to try and entice the player to come uh, when there's a chance that he might still be playing League One football next season yeah it's um, it's a worrying time I suppose because this time tomorrow the, the, you know the deadline's shut um, we're now only looking at UK based players as yep. well so that's gone so we know um, Struber and Stendhal brought a lot of overseas players that deadline shut last week are, are we setting ourselves up for disappointment if we think all these positions are getting filled do you think? We're Barnsley fans we always set ourselves up for disappointment <laughs> don't we? Come on let's be honest um, yeah we all want to see a 20 goal a, goal a season striker come in we want to see a you know a 
creative ball playing midfielder coming all this sort of thing this is what we want as football fans is it going to happen very very unlikely but we we just we just dare to dream don't we really um i think we'd like to see a couple of new bodies as per usual there's no no rumors as such um but you know they said they're working behind the scenes Dame Murphy and his spreadsheet gang are working behind the scenes they're having conversations with numerous numerous players and club uh, clubs we don't know because we never do find out do we it's always very cloak yeah. and dagger yeah the last one and I know people said they didn't want music we tried it last week 55 minutes <laughs> it six days I had to go and lay down for an hour afterwards <laughs> that's after we went for a anyway I'll leave it yeah. at that um there are, we'll talk about it later on, the rumours about bids coming in, which have been confirmed by um, Cardiff. Yeah. Is there a real chance that if the players that we've got currently are, are seeing that no players are coming in, that they probably maybe want to leave more and get their agents to get something sorted, feeling that if we don't get the reinforcement we need, we're not going to achieve the goal that we, we set out to achieve, and therefore they might jump ship. Yeah, I, you know, these 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 footballers are driven driven people. They've got to be to be where they are. Uh, they've worked hard to get a reputation of being a, a good footballer, I suppose. Um, all right, you're looking at somebody like Corley Woodrow. You know, one goal penalty up to now. He's not gained much much service. He's playing basically on his own in a position he doesn't necessarily want to play in. Um, Somebody comes in with you know an offer of playing. Well, I'm, I'm guessing he'll he'll be teaming back up with Kiefer Moore down at Cardiff if it's, that's the, if that's the situation. And it's the partnership that's scored a few and goals. You know what? If that that's it, it don't matter. Is it you're going where you want to play football? You want to score goals? You want to win something? And I think the mentality at minute at Barnsley is uh, keeping his heads above water rather than moving on, kicking on, and uh, getting better more from Steve and myself uh, in about four and a half minutes time um, I tried to pick the music today that really fits the way that we're feeling so as you can probably tell before we play Ironic this is you too still haven't found what I'm looking for probably play it again next week
suppose that's something that Struber could have been singing, but Adam Murray's not because he says we've got all the quality we need um, in this squad. Uh, I'm sure the board will have absolutely loved that remark. Um, as always, um, shows like this are about opinions. My opinion, Steve's opinion. You'll have your own opinion. Put them on Twitter. Let's be nice to each other. Um, some people are more informed. Some people just want to air their feelings. And, and one of those um, informed opinions um, was aired by the Football League paper. Um, they're on Twitter and they put the following statement out so uh, one of one of their gang I suppose one of their crew had a look at the business model uh, or the model that Barnsley is, is running at and this is what they had to put it says um, it must be said that there's nothing intrinsically wrong with self-sufficiency just look at Preston North End the subtle difference between them and uh, Barnsley is that the sale of assets at Deepdale is not the objective, rather the byproduct of a smart recruitment policy driven by a desire to build a competitive team. That's the first half. So, Steve, I just want to talk about that. What they're saying is, us and Preston are running on a similar model. Yeah. Um, probably far more emphasis at Barnsley is paid to the bottom line. And I know, when it, especially during COVID times, of course we want the football club to survive. Let's 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 make that number one. Um, at Deepdale, at Preston, their main emphasis is building a competitive team. So I suppose you could say financially they might take a little bit more risk. Not that they bring players in a huge way, but I suppose their philosophy is if we're successful on the pitch, the bottom line will look healthier as well. Is that, a, is that a fair description, do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Preston, you look at their manager, you look at their football, um, they're a good football inside. And it, one drives the other. Yeah. If you've got a good team, um, I'm not saying they're winning every week, I'm not saying they're top at table, but, you know, they're sort of mid-table, uh, they get some good results, they've got some good players now. Uh, that then drives... That drives your business side then. Obviously, then you have got a little bit more money to put into players, to put into a manager, to put into backroom staff and facilities. Um, that then brings on your younger... It's all a knock-on effect. And, yeah, you get a player coming through that's you know, is a world-beater, 17, 18-year-old, you're playing for a couple of years, turns into a brilliant player, and then, like Huddersfield today... Uh, today or yesterday they've sold that, that guy is it 15 million 16 yeah. million yeah. admittedly he's gone to a premiership side but not being funny then you're looking at Corley Woodrow in the same sentence at two and a half three million exactly. is he is he worth that is he not worth more but I think this is the situation we're putting ourselves in we, we, we're sort of struggling to get that money in because we haven't got enough players that attract you know, bigger teams to want to buy him. Would we get more money though if we played him in a striker's position and he gets goals? Like, wouldn't it be better financially? Because if somebody comes in, I get it, and I, I listen. I'm of the belief that if Ivan Tony is worth whatever it was, ten million, yeah. then Coley Woodrow has to be worth seven, eight million at least. But you will only get that money if he consistently scores goals in this division. And if he's not, because of the position he plays, people are not going to offer that money and you might have to accept two. To, so are we almost shooting ourselves in the foot here? I think so, to a certain extent. I mean, you look at, you look at Woodrow, um, we know he's got talent, we know he can do the, he can do the job because he's done it before. Um, but if he's not getting the service from other players who, who aren't good enough to play the football that he needs to score goals, therefore he's not going to score goals, makes him look bad, makes team look bad you know they're worth 10 bob yeah the model we've got 
like we said, Preston do the same. Preston are a very good, and you could say average, uh, championship side. Mm -hmm. They're never really up there challenging for promotion, but they're never really involved in any relegation battle. So they did that mid-table sort of side. Yeah. So I suppose in their way, their system works because they might let some of their players go, but then they know to go to a Barnsley and poach a Brad Potts, who was, let's face it, I mean, his build, his athleticism, his goals, yeah. and he's absolutely flourishing there. Is there not a danger that when you're always, and Struber said this, and as a Barnsley fan, we know this, we are always that yo-yo club. So we do really well in League One and we get promoted. And then interest comes in our players. We sell those players. We don't always necessarily replace them. And then we're struggling. So we go down again. And then there is a bit of a fire sale and we bring some in. But it's a huge difference between League One and, 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 and uh, the, the, the Championship. Should we not concentrate on building a solid team for this division before we start looking at following that model again because from a fan's point of view it's not really working is it the club that has stayed in this division the longest is very much the way things are going and I know we're only four matches in but it doesn't bode very well for us this season does it no I think it comes back to the people that are behind the scenes the people that are running it um, at Preston I don't know. I don't know who owns Preston, who runs Preston, uh, boardroom-wise. But you need people in there. You need your business people, and I get that. Totally get that. But you need people who understand football. But moreover, you need people who understand the British Championship. It's it's a unique league. Um, it creates one of the highest value games at the end of the season to go up to Premiership so it, it's it's very intense mm. yes we are a, a first division championship yo-yo team at the minute um, we need that stability and football people I would say would recognise that whereas a business person would see an asset see a good opportunity to sell and would sell yeah. to buy cheap but that doesn't always work as in we just go back down to League One yeah so the next uh, paragraph, very much what you just said, Steve, reads, It is a sound business, certainly, but for the man in the dugout and the thousands in the stands, it's a joyless existence, guaranteed to cause friction and mistrust unless a finer balance can be struck. So what they're saying is, are the boards... And again, during COVID times, you know, I'll all be end up, of course, it's about survival of this yeah. club, I get it. But this time last year, there wasn't a COVID. And the year before that, there wasn't a COVID. We're still struggling with keeping managers longer than a year. And it, it still seems that, I know they want to strike that balance, but is, is, there, is there an ability to strike a better balance where we have maybe got a bit more money to pay for those players to keep us in this division and that in itself if you think if, if we were on a regular basis you know picking up points we'll win some we might go away and draw more people would come to home matches and therefore your revenue grows anyway but some people would rather watch us on a Tuesday night wonder against I don't know um, Norwich than on a Tuesday night against Northampton, nothing against Northampton, I said this last week. Is it not that the danger we're in where we start concentrating so much on the profit and loss? It doesn't really matter what we do on the pitch because we're, con we're concentrating too far on the figures. They're both the connected, aren't they? Um, if you don't have one, you don't get the other. I don't believe throwing millions and millions at it will work. 
just because he's one at Richie Stone as in, in yeah. whatever um, he's never going to put any of that money in he's not interested no. uh, I know he's on Twitter if it's him uh, he puts some comments on very rarely again if it's him yeah. but uh, it is him and, and he puts them on mainly when we win go back not, not very often but he's not very he's not, yeah. Yeah. yeah but the thing is it's alright throwing saying oh yeah buying buying £10 million £12 million is not necessarily the answer I get you should be looking at youngsters, good youngsters, bringing them through. Even if you paid two, two and a half million for Whiteman, if you're going to bring him through. But it's no good buying him now. He has a cracking season and we're all sat here in 12 months' time saying, wow, what a good season that turned into. And then we go and sell him again. Yeah. Because what we're going to do then, year after. Yeah. Uh, the last paragraph of this, uh, again, this is the Football League paper. Conway and Lee come across more like a championship version of Mike Ashley, whose obsession with the bottom line at Newcastle United left the club at a competitive disadvantage, compared to rivals more willing to swallow losses. Now, we know that posting losses is not good. We get that. But um, whose obsession with the bottom line left the club at a competitive disadvantage. That's something we are seeing now, isn't it? That well, we saw it at end of, at, and this season just gone into last season when such as Pinnock went. Mm. Lindsay had gone, or Adam Davis went as well. But these were good players. It were a solid back four that had shown, you know, we could actually compete. Yeah. But then they're gone. And what did we bring in? You know, um, all right, Mads Anderson at first, let's be honest, was not very good. Awful. But he's picked up, yeah. which is all well and good for yeah. lad. Not a problem. Sol Bowers come in. This Helix come in. Not yeah. seeing much of him, but he looks. T- you know, so it's we're there again. We're back at that, trying to build a team. Mm. But why does it have to be so hard to build a team season after season? Because this is what we're going through. It's like a cycle. We get a solid structure or a spine through the team with certain players that you want to keep. But it's them players that that go. All right, Woodrow goes. Mm. struggling for a striker if Moit goes because that's not being talked about very no, much no. we're struggling for midfield we've got some good young midfielders but then on the other hand you get people saying well we need some experience yeah. so you know it's alright following this business plan I understand it to a certain extent but you've got to have some sort of football knowledge well, to, carry, to carry it out and as beautifully as you always do that's exactly the point I was getting to if Patrick Crine, when he owned the club, followed the similar model, and he was very open and honest in saying, sometimes to balance the books, you have to sell a player because you want to make sure you come there. But he was also a footballing man, he, and I don't mind even not being a fan of the club, but just a footballing. But you said man. it there. You said it in your own in your own words there. Open and honest. Yeah. yeah. And the thing with the thing with Barnsley at the minute is they're not being open and honest, in my opinion. It's, it, we don't usually get to know anything. This this has happened for years. It's not just now. No, you no. know, all of a sudden, bon, there'll be a signing comes in. Pooh, never saw that coming. Yeah, because that's where Barnsley's always worked. But it's the open and honesty bit. And some comments that came out last week, we've already talked about them. So I'm not going over them again. Um, you just think that's you're just making it up as you go along. Yeah, I mean, we extend the invite as we've done before to anybody, the board, Dane, anybody, if if, if they're willing to come and discuss this, because we know there is a huge unrest amongst fans. That could well change by five o'clock tomorrow if they bring three or four players in. You never know. My point, though, is that if the owners, if the owners were football people, 
I can't help but think there might have been a little bit more investment if the owners because were, they would have seen what we needed. Yeah, if the owners were football people, then I'll ask you a question for a change. Here we go. If the owners were football people, would they not have brought a manager in first before buying or selling or loaning out players to actually see what sort of squad they're coming to? Oh, 100%. 100%. And I think... You know, we've heard through BBC Radio Sheffield, uh, we've heard through Rob State and uh, Liam Wopshall that, you know, they are interviewing. Apparently they were interviewing the week after. And I know COVID, but, you know, you've got video, haven't you? You yeah. know, I, I speak to my mum in Holland on WhatsApp or Teams or whatever. Whatever happens, it's going to be too late. If you announce somebody tonight, I mean, we have got no reception in here. If we go out when we fun finished here yeah. and we've seen they've got a manager then he's got 24 hours to get the place he wants but we the, know the thing with that though as well is the rumours of managers it's not going to be an English manager anyway so what knowledge is he going to have of the English transfer market and younger players that play in probably League 1 League 2 none whatsoever so they would have they would have to have trust in the system, the spreadsheets, the data analysis that brings players to the club. It's worked with some, but it's also not worked with others. Um, Miller, you know, he was on loan, wasn't he? From was it from Borough? He was loaned to Bradford, but then he came to us. Then he was loaned out to Scunthorpe. Did he actually come to us, or did you stop on M sixty two and keep going? Well, yeah. But he's, you know, he's not really featuring. So that's a buy, according to the statistics. That's that's not worked out. It's not a foolproof plan, is it? You no, know, we we, no. we buy these players, um, and I think, while ever this this consortium that's got a, a, a huge personal wealth, yeah, I never expected him to come and bid for Messi or Ronaldo. That was never going to happen. No. However. I would have hoped that the owner of a football club, if they cared about the club, would see, hold on, we're not scoring goals. Hold on, Kiefer Moore went, he's been gone a full season, we never really replaced him, did we? No. You know, um, hold on, Jacob Brown. And I know we brought Freezer in and, you know, we'll have to wait, won't we? We'll, we'll have to wait whether that one works out or, or doesn't work out. There is signs at the time think, ooh, yeah. But there's a gaping hole on the pitch right at the top when they line up that we can see as fans I'm sure the people that work at the club can see but ultimately the people that are financially responsible probably not even aware about and while ever we're in that position it's going to be a, a very precarious position for us isn't it because the only way we're going to bring people in is if they fit the budget and you're not going to get a, a, a proven 20 21 year old uh, sorry you, you'll get a proven 21-year-old goal scorer that can bring 20 away in, in the championship no. for the kind of money that we've got. No, it's 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 the attracting, it's the attracting players, it's the attracting a manager more than anything as well. Um, they've got to want to come and not just see Barnsley as a 12-month project. We need somebody. Go back to Preston then. Mm. How long? How long has he been in in charge at Preston? Two years now, three years, uh, something yeah, like that, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sure he has a little bit more. I don't want to say power. Power is not the right word, but a little bit more control mm. over what he's what he's doing. Whereas you look at Struber, um, did he have 
much control at all. Yeah, he brought a couple of players in, but let's face it, Struber's gone. Who at first one through door following him? Yeah, Rich Meyer. Yeah. So that that tells you and Ludwig probably. <laughs> well, I know, but I like Ludwig. I think well, he's a good I, player. I think. Listen again, and and you know, we, the problem is because not much has happened. We have to go over some of the points that we raised last week, but then. If there was honesty, if you put out a statement saying this person has gone back to his, his, his mother club because they've had a better offer for loan and Killian, after the departure of Gerhard Struber, did not want to stay here. I know he left the day before. But inconsistent performances after four weeks. Yeah, we're just rubbish, weren't it? Don't treat, you know, Barnsley fans. I know we're always the black sheep of the South Yorkshire football family. Leeds are huge. They have five million home attendants, home and away every single week. <laughs> keep Sheff digging, lad. Keep Sheffield digging. Sheffield United playing the championship and they are the team to beat. Sheffield Wednesday are huge. Huge. Don't know if it means huge debts or whatever, but they are absolutely huge. Um, and then you come to like Barnsley, Doncaster, Rotherham, like that's in the like if it were a seeding spot for the World Cup we're in put eight aren't we yeah That's, definitely, you know. definitely. Um, but the fans of Barnsley are honest people um, you know I, I've lived here nearly 30 years and the one thing you would expect is just here we go again honesty and openness isn't it yes you know um, uh, we talked about Gerard Struber mm -hmm. yeah see didn't work I was going to say do you think he's failed or do you think he wasn't backed? Because we've now had a week to sort of discuss, look at it, whatever you want to call it. Um, how would you... I'm doing an interview on, on Sunday for a, a, a podcast down London and they're going to ask me my opinions of Struber. And I'm still in two minds because it's easy to say I don't share the ambitions of the... Uh, you know, I've got bigger ambitions than those people in the club. But if they've said, this is your budget and not a penny more... Is it then a cheap shot to leave behind, knowing you're going to go, you know, you, you, you're changing from Carlton to Central Park, which is maybe yeah, not much difference there, though. No. So, is it a cheap shot to sort of think, well, I'm off better and I'm going because the board didn't back me, or no. is it really? It, it no, yeah, help. it's same as anything. Any player, any manager. Um, if you can go somewhere else and better your own circumstances. How can you begrudge him that? Anybody would do it. Yeah. If somebody turned around to me and offered me another 15, 20 grand on top of my wages, of course I'd go. Mm -hmm. Anybody who said I wouldn't is fibbing. Um, what sort of a, a tenure has he had? Uh, he's obviously had some good some good points, some good, some good games. Some of the football has been exciting at times with this high press that everybody keeps going on about and I just can't get my head round. Um, but then on the negative side players out of position um, you know and I just think at times Foster Uber he never had a plan B it, yeah. it, it was the same thing um, he wanted a bit like Mourinho in a way he wanted to buy players for positions obviously the board wouldn't let him so he's tried to shoe on other players into a position that they're not come talked about it last week like you said Um it's been all right. Uh, last to finish this, this segment off, uh, that newspaper says that um, they are the championship version of Mike Ashley at Newcastle, concentrating far more on the bottom line than on footballing success. Agree or not agree? Um, I would. I would probably agree. However, I would say the worst than Mike Ashley. At least Mike Ashley, love him or hate him. Um, you know, he's always in media, he's always, you know, he's always there or thereabouts. Uh, and they are actually now starting to pick up. He's got an English manager in, you know, and he's not he's not treating it as a 
as a toy as much now, but on the other hand, he's still wanting to get rid, isn't he? So, if you've got a few quid. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. It's 1736, you're listening to The Vibe. This is The Red Report, Steve Andrews, Carlo Van der Watering. Um, 
it's not been busy we, we've said that um, people surprised actually we, we've still not heard anything about you know a new head coach nope. uh, 24 well 23 and a half hours before the, the deadline closes we have heard some names mentioned you yeah, want to go through and uh, well, introduce is, them tonight you know, Matthew you are going to be tonight Matthew I'm going to be with me bits of paper <laughs> I like bringing me bits of paper in um, if you look at like your sky bet other betting apps are available, yeah. obviously. Um, I mean, Darren Moore's still favourite, according to Sky. Unbelievable. I don't know. And I think the club have actually said that he's not. No I just, I don't get that. But no, um, I don't know how true it is. Uh, you know, your you gossip, your you whispers. Uh, Valerian Ishmael apparently has been yeah. down at the club. Um, a few of his stats. Quite a decent player. Has some knowledge of England. Played for Crystal Palace um, for a season. Strasbourg, Werder Bremen. Bayern Munich uh, and then managerial wise still a young guy um, only 40, 45 I believe uh, but where he's been at Wolfsburg uh, and last couple of seasons at LASK L-A-S-K you look at his stats uh, wins to losses and you know the stuff there that you could get quite excited about what what is it about these Austrians again Wolfsburg what 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 is it about Austrian coaches that w we don't know about are they cheaper? Um, because the, good question. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. When Jose Mourinho came on the scene, nobody heard of him, and I, I get all that. But Stendhal, fantastic season. You know, he came relegated yeah. in season. He got us up, and then he went. Um, Struber comes in after a really tough time for the club, especially on the pitch. Uh, he comes in. He didn't turn it around immediately, but he got a little bit better. Covid started. We weren't out of it, but there was still a lot of work to do. And then in nine matches, obviously due to Wigan's uh, twelve-point penalty, keeps up, and, and then he goes. There is something about these coaches. If you look at Stendhal, so supposedly had contact with other clubs because he'd been successful here. Yeah. And obviously, Huddersfield was mentioned. Um, Struber had a successful season here, and, and he's now gone. We talked about earlier about longevity. Yeah. Are we going to get that way? Whoever comes in next, or is it going to be the same story again? They'll have a good season, they keep us up on the last day of the season, and then they're off again. What you want, what we all want, is that manager that's come, going to come in and stop for 15 years and turn us into you know, a premiership team. I don't think that's, that's going to happen these days. Them, them days, unfortunately, are gone. What you need is somebody that's going to come in and try and build a team that again fits your business model that's going to going to make a few quid for the team but he's going to get fans through the door and it's going to give us something to cheer about and bring you know bring good football to watch as well now you look at i mean the the managers that the club are looking at yeah are all foreign managers yeah one's french one's german one's austrian the ones that I've got in front of me here but why, why are we looking when we're a, an English championship team that's struggling yeah. what we need is motivation we need hard work as we always say do we not need an English manager well and, and listen I'm the biggest foreigner in this studio there's only two of them well that's way. true yeah but so it's not about them being foreign and, and, and we've got something against foreigners we haven't my worry will always be and you said it earlier on, for a manager or a head coach to come in here, get used to this division, who are the big players, the teams, the different styles, the number of matches, especially, and I know it sounds stupid, especially over like Christmas period, 
other places in Europe have a winter stop for two yeah. weeks. You know, they break up the beginning of December and start again at the end of January or something. So that's a lot, a lot to get used to. That we're in a situation where we've scored a goal, I believe. Yeah. Um, penalty. We need reinforcements on the pitch. Should you not give yourself the best possible chance of success and getting somebody in that is at least aware of who Barnsley are at a club, what we've been doing, and the division we play in, and how we can beat teams like Bristol City on Saturday, or Norwich, or Middlesbrough, or, you know. Does that not come back to then um, the owners having that bit of football knowledge and wanting to employ somebody who's who's they always talk about getting people in that can hit the ground running Struber said it with players yeah. let's get somebody in that can hit ground running so why not get a manager in that can hit ground running I'm not saying that any of these guys from Austria from wherever they are are not good at what they do they quite possibly are I don't know enough about them to comment really however what I do know is that they will find the transition to the English Championship a big, big step, mm. and it's you know it's it's all right saying board doesn't don't back them. Maybe board does back them. We don't you know we never know, do we? But they've got to have some sort of knowledge of what they're setting themselves up for, and maybe that's why they look at it as a it's you know it's a stepping stone to a to another club. We're going to Barnsley for twelve months. Phew, it's hard work. That if I keep them up. They'll think I'm a, you know, they'll think I'm a god. I can go on and get another job, better paid, etc. Yeah. But that's not what we want. No, it's not. And it, it's again the question of: Are we afforded the best possible for the club? So if if you know, they talk about the recruitment team. You know, I'd love to know. I believe James Crine is part of that, but I'd love to know. So how do they go to work are we still saying this is the system we play and we need a coach that is familiar with the system I would have thought and this is just this is never going to happen but just as an example I would have thought if you pick Lee Johnson up from Bristol City and you drive him up the M1 you come over 37 and you drop him at Oakwell you sit around the table and say these, these are our players this is what we've got bit thin on the ground but this is what we've got we want you to play this system the players can do it, they're fit enough, because I know, you know, the fitness is really, really good. And and he's probably going to look and think, well, you need Coley Woodrow from the Nunya because he's, he's the out-and-out goal scorer. Um, he knows some of these players. Somebody's coming in from, whether that be Vienna, Venice, or, you know... Right, so I got, I got it wrong last week. They don't, <laughs> they don't have boats in Vienna. Or is it Venice? No, no, no. Oh, I don't. They don't know. have boats in Vienna. That's the it. gondolas are in Venice. They've gone. Um... Or is this again a little bit where maybe the, the working team at Oakwell uh, are having to perform miracle, miracles with hands be tied behind the back in regards of budget, in regards of you know what sort of package can be offered, and therefore only foreign coaches are actually interested in it? Yeah, you've got to, if if who's wanting to play this high press? You know, is it the board that's wanting to play this high press? Well, because Scandal it, it came up with it, didn't it? So if the board's carrying it on, and this is the this is the style they want to play, and they get a manager in that can, you know, make the team play in this way, then you've got to give the manager players to play in the positions mm. to allow him the team to play that way, not say to the manager, 
well no you've got to play this position this style they put these players in this position but you're not having any new players so Corley Woodrow you know he might just have to play on left wing this week or the, you know that to me is yeah. then contradicting what what they say if you want to play high press you want to play this style of football you want to bring in a manager that will play this fantastic yeah let's do it but at least give him a chance to get some players in that can play the positions that we short on for the style when they brought Stendhal in um, they came out with the statement of we have, we've identified a, a, um, a style of play that we're adopting as a club yep. and the top two managers for this job were um, they, they're already in work they, they wouldn't be interested and that was Klopp and that was um, Pep because they play similar style. Would they not come then, them they two? They would now. That's a bit disappointing. I can't, I can't, yeah. So the third one in line must have been Stendhal. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other managers out there with that style, but okay, so that was Stendhal. And then when Stendhal left, the next one on the line must have been uh, Gerhard Struber, so, you know, so he's come. How, how long do you think they should be looking at this style? Because couldn't we just say, well, actually... With the players we've got, this would be far better suited. Is that something you think the board would listen to? So if they have one of these people, let, let, let's look at this Ishmael bloke. If he says, well, I've had a look at the videos, potentially I'd revert back to a, you know, a, a 4-3-3 or a, a you know, 4-4-2 with these people in these positions because his characteristics are he's quick off the mark, he's good feet, you know. Yeah. Do you think they're open to that, or do they, is it a case of this is what we want? Can you deliver this? And you can't vary from what we've got in this box. If there were football people running club, yeah. you could see where they'd be coming from. But if the business people running club, do they know what they're talking about? That's the thing. You're bringing a play, you're bringing a manager in who's got good results playing a certain way. You want to make money. If the business people, they want to make money. They'll make more money if we're in championship than they will if they're in first division. Yeah. yeah. So does that not make more sense then to bring, if you're bringing this particular guy in, to at least give him some of the tools? I mean, you talk about high press and Stendhal brought in Mike Bearer. Yeah. Mike Bearer's playing for under 23s. He'll probably be out at door tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's, now, that's what's come in the press conference. He said he's playing with the under 23s and they're looking for a solution to be out of the club uh, by tomorrow. But why? What I don't understand stand is they want to play high press Mike Bear is never going to play high press he's not that sort of player he's creative he looks he does look lazy at times he divides opinion but a more creative player we've not got at club but yet he can't even get in first team Andy Murray uh, Adam, I always say Andy Murray I just like Teddy 15 love 15 Adam Murray <laughs> Adam Murray I mean, have they had a fallout has the summit gone off there it makes you wonder because he's not even he's not even looking at him no. To play on Saturday, if he goes tomorrow, well, I wish him well. Um, he'd probably not been as good as we wanted him to be, but has he been, again, given the opportunities to play his type of football? Um, I have to have a play piece of music before we wrap up in about four minutes' time. I, I can't help but feel, um, and, and it's the only way I can put it in words, that you know, I can't help but feel that we're looking for a chef to, to, to make us a fantastic three-course meal but the only ingredients we've got are some tins that we got from the local Lidl.
Chasing cars, snow patrol. Um, it's nine, well, nearly eight minutes to six. You're listening to the vibe. This is the Red Report. Steve Andrews, Carlo and the Watering. Um, we almost forgot. Um, there's a match on Saturday. Is there? We're back. We're back. <laughs> well, England did really well, didn't they? So it's nice to see some football being played again. And um, before we go on to uh, the Bristol City match again. It's all about opinions. You've got your opinion. I've got my opinion. People that are listening to us, you'll have your own opinion. Uh, we love engaging with you on, on Twitter, social media. Let's let's stay nice. Let's be nice to each other and respect that people might feel differently. Again, open invitation to anyone uh, within Barnsley FC. If you want to, you know, if anybody wants some of our air to have to come and talk, um, we just said, well, the music was off. We don't expect to be in board meetings. We definitely don't expect to be part of the recruitment process. Um, but actually... You know, we've got a short list of four managers and we're hoping, we're hoping to make an announcement in the next five days. It keeps people, That's all we ask it, for. It keeps it? people informed, doesn't it? And I think, um, not going over all ground, 8,000 people have made an investment in the club. Um, 
just tell us what's going on. Yeah, tell us what you're looking for and how things are going. And um, I think at times, and and that happens, and it happens with many clubs. um, Dane Murphy gets the brunt of the comments because he's the CEO. But I think you know the people actually controlling the club. You know, one was in Belgium kicking balls in the audience, and and the other is in wherever he is. And boots well the go Barnsley when we've got three points. Somebody made a really good point the other day on Twitter saying, "I was hoping having a Chinese owner, they would monetize on that." You know, because the, the, they, they talked about the merchandise. Toby Tyke was in was it New York Square or whatever yeah, on that. But yeah, you know, yeah. um, somebody said even renaming the stadium like they do. You know, because yeah. it used to be Oakwell, now it's Grove Street. But even if you're going to call it the the Pentagon Toyota Ground or whatever <laughs> to get money in, that can then be used to. Yeah. Are you after a new Toyota by any chance? No, it's a Renault. I'm <laughs> All right, for, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, as always, the podcast will be uploaded later. Podcast, as always, is sponsored by our good friends at Webmart UK. See, I got it. In. Well done, oh, man. Well done. And um, Bristol City. Yes. Um, going well. Doing very well, actually. Doing yeah. very well. Uh, Lee Johnson left them last season, and obviously, new man in charge. Um, it's, it's been a while, but just just go through who, who you would play. And, and well, we're not, who have we got left? Well, that's what we're going to have on Saturday. It don't have to be the gig and press sort of, you know, imposition, you know, <laughs> three, five, one, two, or whatever. 11 players on the pitch. Yeah. What formation would you play? Or who would you play? Um, oh, well, here we go then. Uh, Walton in net for me. Um, Callum Britton, I suppose. We bought him. Do we give him a run or does he come on on subs bench? I don't know. Probably start with Alec, uh Solbauer in the middle. Um, Williams on right back, back to his, I'm assuming, normal position. Uh, apparently we've got a decent left back called Clark Adore, who had a, a, a semi-decent game for... Did all right, didn't he? Uh, ...in the week, international-wise. So I would like to see him actually get a start this time. Um, Moit Styles, middle at park for me. Um, Luke Thomas I like Luke Thomas sorry but I do and probably ooh, I don't know I just I think I'm going to play on the other side would you go for a freezer on that side or would you play higher up well he's supposedly a winger mm. so yeah let's go for freezer then and then up front Woodrow and Mike Bearer at number 10 position. <laughs> there you go that's a good one that, yeah. get tweeting on that one boys and girls <laughs> Um, if Mike Bearer was unavailable, which it looks like he probably will be, <laughs> as he's looking for a, a move back to his native Germany, who, who do you play up top? Are you looking at Simoes? Are you looking at Schmidt? Who, who, who are we going for? Um, because all these players being called up for the country. But well, Simoes apparently had a really good game. He, yeah. he had an assist, uh, an assist midweek. Was, was so I would say, yeah, I'd like to see Simoes start with, Wol- uh, with Woodrow. Um, if Woodrow's not here, if he's gone by any chance, uh, probably Simoes and Schmidt for me. Yeah. And then you then sort of the pot off that striking forward plays is, is getting really shallow, isn't it? It's very shallow. Yeah. Very, very Should shallow. Should Woodrow go? Yeah. Um, I remember in the times of uh, Gorchik and I, I used to say, if one of our key players go, he's not going until we've got a, 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 a replacement actually lined up and, and, and agreed, which we did. They did with the... Um, when Woodrow came to the club, you yeah. know, somebody left, but it was banged. It was Brettshaw, wasn't it, that left? Yeah, and then yeah, they, brought, yeah. they brought him in, although we didn't steal him all late. So, um, 
you know, we, we, we've not started really well. All the signs after the COVID lockdown period was, you know, people were starting to look at us. Um, that's not really materialised as yet, but we're only four matches in. There will be inconsistent performances, but there's no need to get rid of anyone. <laughs> not and, yet. But, uh, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon score-wise? Some of these people have been on international break. Some have had just a break and been training with the club. Um it's a home match. I know we don't feel like home because obviously there's still no yeah. fans, but you can pack the Palladium for an evening with Arsenal. Arsene Wenger, so yeah. It's fun to get that in there as well. Um, there has to come a time. Sometimes it has that effect, doesn't it? A manager leaves and it, somebody comes in, whether that's the temporary caretaker or, or a new manager, and you have that new manager effect. We could do with that, couldn't we? I think this weekend, if... And you know, I hope Woodrow stays. If he does stay, um, I'd like to think we're putting a decent performance. I want to see a decent performance. We might not win. Pro- chances are we probably won't, uh, if I were being brutally honest. But a good performance to entice to entice a manager to want to come to Barnsley. Look, we might be sat, you might be sat at home this time tomorrow. I'll gear a ring and say, look who we've signed. We've signed so and so up front. We've signed so and so in midfield. You know. I change. I change my mind. We're going to win tomorrow, three 0 Let's. That's all we can hope for. Yeah, definitely. Um, thanks, Steve. No worries. Um, you've been listening to the uh, to the ref report. We started this hour with the Mission Impossible theme, and Steve and I probably still have the opinion that whoever comes in has got a bit of a Mission Impossible in the hands. But who is willing to accept it before this message self-destruct in about five minutes' time? It's five seconds, actually, isn't it? Uh, Barnsley are uh, at home against Bristol City. Make sure you've got your calls for your iFollow. Um, enjoy the match. Let's hope that we've got some players. Let's hope there is an actual search for a head coach. But all we know for now is that Adam Murray will take charge for the Reds against the Robins on Saturday at 3 o'clock. We'll be back next week. Um, podcast will be up later on. Thanks very much for listening. Let's be nice to each other on Twitter. Until next week, thank you very much. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Ask how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Offer ends 10 Restrict and supply. Call for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.